Welcome back to First Draft Phil. This is the podcast where we talk about worship, music, and following Jesus in some order. All three of those things are just one, depending on who the guest is. Today, my guest is Eric Himes. Eric is a fantastic worship leader and singer-songwriter himself. I've known Eric for a number of years, and uh, he currently works for the Salvation Army in Chicago. Um, And it's just a real privilege to have him on today. He talks about growing up in the church, how he first started leading worship, his journey to create something called The Singing Company, and you get to hear all about that. Um, I just want to encourage you, if you haven't already, please subscribe, like, leave a comment. It really helps out. Um, But sit back and enjoy part one of my conversation with my good friend, Eric Himes. Today on my podcast, I have the one and only Eric Himes, uh, and I have known Eric for several years. We have written songs together. We have led worship together. We actually share a birthday together, uh, so there's a lot we can talk about, but Eric Himes, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Yeah, super glad to be here, Phil. Thank you very much for having me. First thing I'd like to do is just uh, ask my guess, like, just tell us a little bit for people who may not know Eric Himes, like, tell people a little bit about your faith journey, um, and yeah, just a little bit about who Eric Himes is. Um, hello, I'm Eric, and <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a worship leader, I'm a songwriter, I'm a, not necessarily in this order, uh, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, um, I work for the Salvation Army uh, in Chicago, as the Divisional Music and Creative Arts Director um, in a newly formed division that just launched in July um, after a merger um, called the North and Central Illinois Division. Um, but lifelong salvationist and uh, gone to one core my whole life. I met my wife in the nursery as a baby. You know, uh, you know, Paul was the Pharisee of Pharisees. I'm like the salvationist of salvationists. <laughs> um, yeah. Really grateful to be in in a, in a ministry that um, that really matters, um, that mattered to me as a child, and now matters to my daughter and her generation. And um, you know, the the hope is that we're creating a worship um, culture that is uh, open and generous and uh, creative and vibrant and um, winsome and um, yeah, so that's that's what we're we're doing. I live with uh, my wife and daughter in uh, Wheaton, Illinois, um, a few blocks away from the college that Billy Graham went to. Uh, oh, wow. That that I attend now uh, as a grad student, which is really cool. Finishing up, I just began my last class, which is whew, feels feels good to, to be at the end of this road. Um, 
has been really rewarding. But yeah, those are a few things about me. <laughs> yeah, cool. So a lot of people who are listening, a good percentage probably would know your last name and be familiar with your dad. So your dad, a uh, famous composer uh, in the Salvation Army and just sort of a giant of the of the faith musically and spiritually. Um, so when did... Um, when did Jesus become real for you? Maybe talk about like, like what what was that for you growing up? Definitely as a child, you know, growing up in church, hearing the stories and learning about about Jesus and seeing the difference he made in in, in people I loved and in their lives. Um, so yeah, growing up in that environment, it's kind of like, when did I meet Jesus? I don't I don't know. Like kind of kind of always, but mm. you know when I. Uh, at a, actually at a music camp, seven years old, you know, an old white chapel at a revivalist meeting on a Sunday morning, we had a preacher that one of those, like, we're not going to leave until everyone has the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ up at the altar. And I didn't want to go and pray, even though everyone else was praying. Kind of, my character was being revealed uh, in that, just kind of being like, I don't know about that. Um, but at my co- camp counselor came over to me and said, you don't have to go up there to know Jesus. Do you know him now? Like, yeah. Why don't we just pray about the things that are not that are in our lives that are not like Jesus, and let's ask him to help, you know, make those new. And uh, so that was kind of the first kind of formal moment that I remember. Um, and then, like, wandered off to lunch on that Sunday, and my cousin Mike ran into him. He's like, I, I just accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior today. I'm like, oh, cool. And he's like, and then I prayed it again just to make sure, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's like as a child. That's how I how I knew him, um, and, but in a, in a sweet way. And then throughout high school, you know, and and growing up um, in in church, but there are other ministries I was part of. Just so thinking back um, recently, um, there's a really great kind of Jesus people kind of movement uh, uh, in in a suburb near me. Um, uh, but it was a church for teenagers called Sold Out. And it was a cafe and they would they would meet and worship together. And that's really like when things uh, started to click for me about the, the power of God and um, the power of worship and um, connecting the power of connecting to God in through worship. Um, and actually one of those, the founders of that ministry just passed away recently. So I've been thinking about those times of traveling out there and, and really seeing uh, something that I hadn't seen so much in my core, but a new, uh, new expression uh, of worship and then rebelled in high school and, you know, uh, early college and was like really tempted to walk away from my faith entirely was in a healthy relationship and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I was like uh, selected to go on that. We call it summer service Corps back in the day. It's called summer mission team now, but selected Mm -hmm. in 2001 to go to Ukraine, which I know you've gone to. And um, that's really where God, like just drastically changed my heart and the whole trajectory of my life. And while he was dealing with all the garbage and junk uh, that I had in my heart and my mind and my identity and all that kind of stuff. And he just started to pour in new, um, new desires and giftings. And that's when I really got into for the first time, like singing and leading worship and writing songs. And that's how really uh, I connected to God and, and um, yeah, been following that path. Uh, ever since yeah that's awesome dude i love i love to hear that it's um 
you know, we, we, I already have said that we share a lot of, uh, we, we have a lot in common, uh, as far as the trajectory of us getting into worship. Um, similarly, I did not see, I don't think many salvationists would have seen modeled for them the kind of thing that you're, you're talking about at the, was it sold, sold out or, or sold out? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, whoa, man, can we have that kind of thing in, in where I am? It's cool. It's cool to hear how that uh, took place with you. Um, talk about, talk a little bit about how you started. Cause I know whenever I talk to you, you're always um, about your music and your, your songwriting. You're always uh, uh like you, you don't have the typical path of like, you, you know, you wouldn't call yourself a studied musician. Like you, this was something right. that, that got, like you said, like, like God put these new desires in you. Um, and so, so maybe just talk about that and how that led to what came to be known as the singing company. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my, my dad, Bill is a trained composer and musician and all that kind of stuff. And I grew up in a brass band culture and singing culture at my church. But yeah, there was like, like, as you say, there was no real model in, uh, before me in those type of mediums, um, outside of Randy Bonifield, who is hugely influential at our territorial. I'm going to get, he's going to be a future guest. I'm going to get him on. So yeah, he's the, he's the best. He's incredible, and um, so he kind of set the template in in my territory. Um, and then uh, seeing you know zooming out further, you know the, the 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 model from the southern territory the transmission was like. As soon as I saw that, it was like, oh, this is possible. I can see this working in my context, and you and Marty and Bernie and the whole crew and Lex and. And, and all the rest um, that was like hugely influential to me. And then, um, yeah, I never really had like aims to or ambitions to to do that necessarily for myself, even though I saw the value uh, uh, for the army. And then, um, uh, yeah, God, uh, God, ins- it started with a song. Actually, started with, with the song uh, called "That You Love Me," which uh, comes on the summer mission team. Uh, in, and I was in Lithuania, and we had a day off, and I, and I was a team leader. It was me and five girls for the whole summer, and I was so tired of them um, <laughs> as, a, as a leader, and I and being so feeling so alone, uh, you know, uh, personally, because leadership's hard, and when you're young, yeah, almost impossible. And I just told them, I was like, I'm going to sleep all day tomorrow. I would like you to not disturb me. Anyway, <laughs> like, will you be okay? Yeah. And uh, one of those things where it's like, and, and it rarely has happened since, but God woke, woke me up, you know, early in the morning as the sun was rising and with this melody, and I just spent the day in my room with my guitar, um, just worshiping and crying and, and connecting with God in that way. Thank you. 
from that song came home and showed my friends and, and that we had played together in our core worship band. And then we started writing more songs. And then we had a group of songs. And um, then we had we had a leader. And then we started leading worship at events. And then we had a TYS. TYS's uh, Bob and Clint Webster, who saw saw that growing in, in me and with, with this group and, and said, um, you should do this. Um, and, and we want to help you uh, make an album. And I was like, something I never thought of. And then connected with you and Bernie. And Bernie, who I had not known at all, had was coming. Bernie Dake, who I love so much, and just a master connector and um, yeah. just an incredible gift of, of shepherding uh, people um, and connecting people. He uh, was coming through Chicago and I had never even met him. And he said, uh, I'm coming to Chicago for this uh, uh, brass band event or whatever. And he said, uh, I'm going to be at this hotel, uh, bring your guitar and play me your songs. And I was like, that's a really weird yeah. <laughs> request from a stranger. Like, <laughs> but okay, Lord, I, <laughs> please help him not be a, uh, uh, a total creep but uh uh so anyway like uh i remember just like showing him these songs and like and then he was just like okay you know like um i heard people really like these though because it was like super unimpressive what i was <laughs> showing oh him. man and it's always like okay well maybe there's something there and uh keep working on them or whatever and then then i got it approved and people helped me and, and, and bernie was really helpful for that too and then you you guys came out and, and held my hand and our, our hand, the collective hand, and through our first recording, which was called the Red Book Sessions. And uh, yeah. so we were found in 2005, the singing company. And then I had, then Red Book Sessions happened and then they record, we recorded another one called Mercy Sessions. And then we had recorded uh, a joint CD with, uh, or CDs when those happened uh, with uh, a band called Families, who I just love, who's, right, you know. Okay, okay, okay. Pause Let's go. for a second because, like, there's so much in here that I want yeah. to ask you about, and I want to I want to touch on because I was so I just listened, knowing that I was going to be talking to you today. I just listened to the Red Book sessions, like in its oh, yesterday. <laughs> no man, and and like I had forgot, you know, again with the age thing, you've done enough life, you 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 know, it, it takes you constant having a concentrated look at something to remember some of the things, and I just I was thinking about when, um, like, because. We had met, and for some reason, I guess it was probably because I was involved with Transmission, you asked me to be part of uh, that recording session, and it was I, it was, it was so good, man, and it was so different, similar, but different, like you, different than what Transmission was doing. Like, what were your, like, just musically, what, what would you say your influences were in, in that regard? Sure. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, that's a good question. I think. I, oh, I should also say none of that. None of this would have happened without um, visiting the War College Vancouver and Stephen and Danielle and Aaron White and all those guys who, at a knee drill, um, they prayed uh, fight songs, and I had never even looked at that section of the song, Salvation Army mm -hmm. songbook, mm -hmm. and so that's where I was like, "Whoa, this is really interesting." That there's a feeling of urgency and even like aggression against the devil, you know, which is not something that I had seen much, even though we're an army and all that kind of stuff. So that was like super formative. And I was like, I wonder how that, how that could work in our context. And, and, you know, I grew up 
loving the Beatles. That, that was my number one band for forever. Um, and, and seeing all the different kinds of things they could do with their music, how they embraced different styles and forms of joy, you know, and, um, you know, whimsical and serious and heavy and yeah. super charming and lovely, you know, and um, everything that's you like you said, all those adjectives I would use, I would totally sincerely use those to describe the Red Book sessions and, and oh, sure. And, and all of and, and everything that that singing company had done, whimsical but serious and aggressive sometimes, and just right. different styles and stuff. So, for sure, yeah, yeah so that's like, th like those are my uh, you know. Those are that they were my influences growing up, and then when I went into high school and college, those years was all just indie music, just indie rock, um, some some punk, some um, a lot of emo. Uh, so like very much like in in your feelings, and and I think that's something that is like so powerful and so like needs to be tempered, you know there's there's so much power in emotion that you have to figure out how to process it um but also not shy away from it so i'm a, any i should throw this in even though i know it's just so sporadic i'm an enneagram three with a four wing so like being in my feelings is like totally comfortable in that as well um so like all these like the you won't you probably won't know this band but there's a band that that was like super influential to the, that season of life um called the weaker thans they're from they're from canada they're from winnipeg and they're just an indie band um that uh they used to be a punk band and then they like uh got more sophisticated in their lyrics and their presentation became an indie band they're um they're they're in their first iteration called propagandi and then they became uh the, the weaker thans and they're just the way that he would sing and the way that that he would write was something that really resonated with me. And he and the thing that really resonated with me mm. is I don't have like some sort of polished like voice. I just have my voice, the voice that God gave me. And which is not like it's not gonna like wow anybody. I'm not gonna be on you know some talent show or anything. I don't sing solos. Right. But, um and just like embracing that like and seeing that, you know, like seeing people just own the voice they have and be mm. comfortable and like uh, Woody Guthrie has a has a lyric that that is so it's like speaks me so well and it's just like ain't nobody gonna sing like me you know and it's just like own, owning that like I love it um, and and being that like okay this is what God gave me can it can it be better well yes and no you know like to to <laughs> an extent no you, you, but this is what He gave me this is the tool in the toolbox and um, can I be a good steward of it. And um, that was really just, and that's, that's really the secret sauce of like the singing company. It's like, what, who are you, you know, and, and who are you in Christ and what are you bringing to this thing? What weird idea or strange, you know, style, what's the thing that you don't think will work in church? Um, or what, what's the thing that will be misunderstood? Now let's try to understand it and, and give it to God and glorify him through it. And so that uh, that was a really good season. I know I'm like all over the place, but yeah, it's good. Um, definitely, definitely owning that, and and like and to the worship leaders that are listening, like this is your voice, whatever it is, like use it and 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 glorify God with it. Like if we can praise God in our 
in our weakness, like he's like so glorified in that, you know, like uh, it's not just the excellent that he's looking for. He's looking for, for us knowing uh, this, this is who I am and I'm going to give it all to you. And I, and I, the thing for me is like, yeah, even as a songwriter or worship leader um, or singer or guitar player, like these things are not <clears throat> astounding, you know, but it's like the parable of the, the talents. It's like, did I give a hundred percent of what I had yeah. in, in, in my healthiest seasons? Yes. I was faithful to that thing and you did something amazing with it. And only you could do that, God. Hold his arms extended wide on the cross, on the cross. Behold his bleeding hands inside on the cross. The sun withholds his rays of light. The heavens are clothed in shades of night. While Jesus does with devils This is it's so interesting because as you know, this, this is an experiment for me. This whole podcast is an experiment for me. And, and you know, the first draft fill thing is, is, is just, you know, um, not presenting somebody that you're not. And, right. and, and one thing that keeps coming up with several people that I've had on and, and am talking about having on is just the fact that when you embrace who God has made you to be, and and just step out in that it frees other people up to do the same thing uh it lets people other people see oh the the mold is different uh, there is no <laughs> that there's not a mold necessarily there there are things that i can emulate but there's not a mold and i think you you doing that and as you have already mentioned with your friends to start off with and then the singing company became a thing and then you sort of attracted other other people to to join the singing company who were able to do that same thing. So maybe talk just a little bit about how the singing company evolved and the different people you had and uh, the, the journey that that took. Yeah. So yeah, again, 2005. And then, then we had something and I was like, let's be a territorial group, like, like transmission. Let's be like, you know, let's, let's have some support in this. And I, I went through um, three TCs, <laughs> you know, all godly people. But they kept saying, no, no, no. It's like, okay, well, we're going to keep being faithful and, and do what we can. And then finally, uh, uh, gratefully, the commissioner, Siler, Paul and Carol said, uh, we want this to happen. We see the value. It's like, thank, thank you. You know, and they invested in us. So we kept, you know, in that iteration, at that point, we had done three albums and an EP. And then <clears throat> we continued just to go around the territory and lead worship and teach how to lead worship and how to songwrite and that kind of stuff. And that, that was really like, just create, like the, my, one of my biggest joys in life is being a part of a team and getting people to, to like tap into their giftings and, re and release them and then encourage others to be unique and, and, um, and uh, authentic um, in, in their giftings. And, and that was a really cool thing to see um, that those ideas continue to, you know, to, 
to grow. I was reading a book in one of my uh, classes about culture, and it's like, you know, one of the only ways to, or the only way to create, uh, the only way to change culture is to create more of it. So, like, we could spend our time dismantling the things of the cultures we don't like. Oh, wow. And that would be kind of exhausting and offensive and hurtful. Hmm. Or create more culture. Oh, man. And build off of that. And and I I definitely saw that. And and this is this is not my idea. This is God's idea. And I definitely saw God change our worship culture in, in our in our context because we were able to create more of it. Um, and and that was a really beautiful thing. So yeah, uh, we became a Turtle group in 2011. I know this is like super snooze fest for people who are like not affiliated with the Salvation Army, but nah. uh, which which means that like we were uh, you know like we had a a place to gather we had we had resources and we had an expectation we had all these things that we built up along the way in you know in terms of infrastructure and uh and and uh like vision mm-hmm. and then um had some great years of ministry uh, doing that and being a part of that and it was my favorite thing in ministry was going to rehearsals each week and and throwing some ideas at the wall and and uh creating new things and bringing them to the church and yeah, I just love the fact that, like, that's the real mystery of 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 God. Like, in, when it comes to the arts and specifically music, and in my life and worship music is like the thing that He inspired in a in a room in Lithuania in the early morning of whatever two thousand and four is the thing that was sung at a wedding twenty years later. You know. Yeah. And some, and now it's like scripture. Ephesians three is what this song is about. It's scripture that is being sung and remembered, and it's that's the beautiful thing about why I love leading people in worship, congregational worship, mm. is because it's one of the few times in life where a group of people can get together and agree on something. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I mean that it's not tongue in cheek, but like if if our songs are prayers. And we're saying these prayers in unison together. We're agreeing about God together. And our thoughts of our viewpoints of God are different. Our, the way we, we see him and understand him, the way we interpret scripture, the way, all these type of things, there's nuance and there's all sorts of contextualization and all sorts of lenses that we look at God. But like when we, when we, when we bring these things together and we sing these songs, like we're agreeing on something together about God and we're glorifying him together. It's just a beautiful thing. And I love the the kind of the um, just hearing other voices and souls like yeah, yeah. just proclaim yeah what That's, they believe about God together and and knowing Scripture and all these type of things super super important and and such a fun calling. I'm so grateful that that God called me to that in my life. I, I there are so many other things He could have challenged me to spend my life on, and I'm so grateful that this is this was the was one of them. I think that that you, your heart for that definitely shines through when you listen to the, the recordings, like starting with Rev Accession, but just listening to, and I just encourage people just just go go listen to the evolution uh, of the songs on on the Singing Company albums. You started to include more and more people, and the 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 musical and stylistic differences started to change and be influenced. We had a saxophone player, yeah. uh, and 
just, uh, yeah, it just, it just got better and better, like production quality, but also just including other people. I need you and you need me to be the body, to be the body. I need you and you need me. There is one spirit, there is one spirit. I need you and you need me to be the body, to be the body. I need you and you need me. There is one spirit, there is one spirit. Maybe just talk a little bit about like like you had people like you're you're now a territorial group and you have these these younger musicians than you in the group and you know yeah you said you looked forward every week to to get to this part of it so what what did that look like the uh, what did the discipleship component of that look like for you yeah you know we would you know the part of the consistent rhythm was, was really helpful in terms of the discipline of gathering together and focusing together and having and reading the word together and praying together and sharing about our lives. And really the beautiful thing was, you know, we have these, these rehearsal logs. You know, I have it somewhere in the room. It's like hmm. prayer requests, you know, from all these years and, you know, really, really big ones to very small ones. And then you look back and you're like, the thing that I was so, concerned about it was like I barely remember it now you know and and also God was really faithful in answering please help me get through this semester or my car is broken down or my mom has a cold or whatever the prayer request of the group that is and a great like, idea I think for any any worshiping rehearsal group to have a prayer log that's awesome super simple not hard at all um and just that was like a, a big rhythm but also just like like inviting others into your brokenness, like, and being authentic, um, showing your, your full self. Um, you know, there's seasons in, in that ministry where I was completely broken, just shattered, um, different concerns, you know, with health of family members and confusion and in ministry or, or even just my own journey where I'm just like, yeah, you know, I, I'm the leader of this thing, but this is who I, this is what I'm dealing with. And, Please pray, pray for me. Um, and they were there for me. And they, even today, like I met with, uh, we had a sing company lunch in the, in the city uh, just on Monday. And it was, you know, some good friends of ours and just riding, squeezing into a car, all five of us, me in the back middle, you know, like in a hot day in the city, getting food. It's like, this is my family. Like these are, these are people that I just will always love mm. and know. Um it's such a beautiful thing. That's when ministry is going well. Uh, that's what it feels like. It feels like family, and it feels like you really know where people are at. Um, yeah. So that that's been such a blessing to me. Um, but yeah, leading. I mean, and then then the fact that we're aiming to worship God together, you know, um, definitely helps focus our hearts and our minds. And um, and then that we're writing. We're also writing. Like that's a big rhythm. Like we're challenging each other to write. So you have to have a relationship to do that. I mean, you can you can do it without, but that shows itself pretty clearly. Um, 
and even those type of things were like wrestling through and i'm just like of all the things like it's just lyrics that i like really like and like melodies are just the the the, the vehicle of which the lyrics get to be known yeah um and so like i would just like we'd have these driving boards in our bed and we're just like just really sweat over is this a should this be and or should this be the? um but but uh yeah so just like wrestling through that and um really like they're looking at me like who cares you know <laughs> it says the same thing well, like you, no this matters that's the, that's your job as a i'm not your job but that's your heart as a as a lyricist right. you bring to it yeah right exactly different types yeah of and then just like the the thrill of just like amplifying other voices like when like you can draw something out of someone that they're like they're terrified of writing a song or expressing exactly when you can when I, you can draw. people people can't see that but I'm actually wearing a shirt that says amplify which is amplify camp which is something you yes know. maybe we can talk about that in a second but yeah go ahead amplify for sure but that's like the greatest thing and like people that are not expressive or people like I just there's people in mind where I'm like you know what that lyric is theirs. And they never thought they could get that. That they never thought they had a voice or had something to say. But that will always be theirs. And we created that together. And it's like, that's so awesome. Like, thank you, God, to to uh, um, Spark. And and like, that's really the beauty of the body. Like, when we're all working together, we have our roles, we have our parts, and like, they're unique and they're necessary. Um, and such a such a gift. That is, that is beautiful, man. And and I think. Um how good is it to encourage people who you know they're not there yet but they they have a, you know that the spark is there somewhere and yeah. just that fuels you know and we've both seen so many times with kids you know right like just ignite with with hope and, and a dream of a possibility of what they can create when you encourage and you you amplify their voice So that was part one of my conversation with Eric Himes. Uh, next week, we continue the conversation and we talk about um, some difficult things, actually. We talk about the end of the singing company. Um, we ask ourselves the question of whether we believe, you know, we say we believe that God works all things together for good. Um, and we talk about what that means in actuality when things don't turn out the way we want them to, or we don't understand. Um, so I really encourage you to tune back in next week. Um, some really good stuff from Eric's heart um, on next week's episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys, to this week's uh, episode of First Draft. Phil, um, I ask this every time, but um, it'd be so meaningful if you left a comment or a review or shared this podcast with somebody you think you might enjoy it. Um, and until next time, have a great week. I'll see you later. Mm-hmm.